every step of the way, we held true to why we started doing this and what our goals are, whenever, especially when we had challenges. And then that, in turn, really dictates the strategies that we apply every step of the way. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm here today with Sarah Larby. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. How are you, Alfonso? I am super, super, super pumped. Um, our guest today on the podcast, I've known uh, Tim for a long time, uh, and it's going to be a really good podcast. Tim is, uh, Tim is a great, great guy. Uh, but uh, before we get into the interview, I wanted to see, uh, see what you're up to, see what's going on, what's new in the world of Sarah Larby. Oh, what's new? Well, depending on when this airs, uh, the Empresses and I are actually going to be talking um, on stage at Gary Hibbert's events in Ajax, um, Smart Home Choice. So we're going to be on a panel. I'm super excited about that. And, uh, you know, again, depending on when this airs, my, my Burlington property should hopefully be almost done. But uh, yeah, it's going well. It's going well. We also are renovating the bathrooms upstairs in this uh, this house that we live in. So we've been living in some dust for a while. But I might clean her over today, <laughs> even though it's not done. I'm like, I really need you to take care of this dust for, <laughs> for now. <laughs> always, always the constant state of movement, something going on, something busy. And, and that's what makes it tough sometimes too. When we're, you know, when we're recording the podcast, you know, depending on where we're a few months out and we try to batch it up because we do have busy schedules and there's a lot of things going on. Right. And even though I love doing this and I love seeing your pretty face on Sundays and Mondays, the summer, the summer is our time to live and not have to sit inside when the beautiful weather is out. So we do try to batch them so that, you know, June, July, August, we, uh, we can chill out and, uh, and enjoy life even more just because our summers are so short. Exactly. It's a little bit easier to stay in on a Monday cold evening, you know, when the sun is down at like five o'clock, five thirty at night versus the summertime when, you know, it's a nice night, but, uh, but yeah, today, uh, today's going to be a super, super amazing podcast. Um, I'm so pumped. Tim is, is an amazing guy, phenomenal dude. I met Tim in, you know, I, many listeners have heard my story that I've taken the rich dad classes, rich dad education. And when I met Tim, he was just starting out as an instructor. He was probably about five, six years into his real estate journey. And then he uh, was hired on as an instructor for Rich Dad Education. And I sat in his rent-to-own class um, many, many, yeah, it was probably about almost six years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, but uh, in his class. And now he's, uh, we've reconnected and he's still kicking butt and, and taking names. He's an active investor. He's out of Edmonton. And uh, yeah, Red Club Nation, I'm really excited to introduce you to him. And this is the cool part is we meet so many new people. There's people from our past, people that have, you know, the, the quilt, if you have, if you will, of, of our lives, right? Of put together different experiences in different uh, parts. So I'm super excited to uh, introduce Tim to the Red Club Nation and to you, Sarah. So yes. uh, thank yeah. you for that. He was awesome. I, I really enjoyed uh, talking to him and we could have kept talking and talking and you know, we'll have to bring them back too because there's so many other directions we could have taken this podcast. Absolutely. I got a good feeling we're going to see a lot more of Tim and uh, and hear from a lot more of Tim. So uh, without further ado, yeah. And if you guys do like this podcast, please rate, review it. Uh, give us your comments, your feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to keep improving and uh, we want to keep growing right alongside with you guys. So 
Uh, what do you say, Sarah? Let's get to the podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Tim Sai. So, uh, so happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome today. Thank you for having me. I am super, super pumped um, to share, to have this conversation and to actually introduce you to the, first of all, to Sarah and uh, as well as the, as the Right Club Nation. And you are definitely someone that I hold really near and dear to my heart and have such uh, admiration uh, for. You're one of my first mentors in this whole real estate investing game. But uh, for instead of me kind of telling the audience uh, who you are and what you do, why not uh, you explain a little bit about your background and yeah, kind of... Uh, who Tim Sai is. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the shout out. Honestly, though, I mean, I think, you know, over the last few years, you've done really, really well for yourself. You've elevated yourself to be helping others, teaching and coaching and training others. And the best thing that you can really see is that that went somewhere, right? Because I could teach you, I could guide you at the end of the day. You know the saying, you can guide a horse to water, they still got to take the drink themselves. And you absolutely did that. So you know what? The credit is really largely yours. That's all I have to say every time somebody introduces me like that. I'm just always really humbled to have the opportunities to give back. Now, I mean, very much like yourself, really, I mean, I didn't go to school for real estate education. I was not even a realtor or a mortgage broker in the industry. I went to school for marketing years ago now. <laughs> and so really what, what kind of got me into real estate was the fact that I just kind of felt like it was a bit of a calling in the sense that uh, my partner and I, Ray, we've been looking for different business opportunities ever since we're, we were in our early 20s. And so we've uh, attempted at other businesses and learned a lot from those. And so it kind of, we, we have a bit of, we had a bit of a growth, fail, growth, fail. And then we came across real estate investing. And I think just, you know, maybe somebody was kind of looking down on us and then kind of pitying us a little bit. Um, I think that our collective experiences that we were able to bring in along with the education that we received really was the main reason that kind of propelled us to move forward in this industry. And so when we first actually got started, and this is now not to give too much away, 10 years ago, uh, we started in our, what, what, like, what I like to call my baby strategy now, which is lease options. And that's why six years ago, when I first got the, the first opportunity to start giving back, it was, it was basically that strategy. And I've been teaching that for the last six years. And that's the funny thing, even to this day, I will still, I keep saying, I will defend for that strategy till my last days on earth. Because I know there's a lot of, um, preconceptions and notions about what that strategy is about at the same time when done right like what you've done it really is one of the best strategies available out there for all parties involved and now you know we used to say win-win now we say win 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 when you do it right right because you get to win your tenant buyer gets to win your investor your mortgage broker and your realtor everybody wins Absolutely. And then for those people that are wondering, lease option is like rent to own, correct? Yes, it is. That's the street name for it. <laughs> That's, That's right. good. Okay. All right. Good, good. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So, okay. So you started with lease options, rent to own, and uh, walk us through, I guess, your journey um, to, to where you are today. Wow. Okay. So we started out with rent to own and honestly, RTOs really opened up a lot of opportunities for us because of being able to completely walk away from a regular JOBs. And, you know, even though that might not be the goal for somebody else, it was definitely the goal for me and my partner 
And uh, a little side background is the fact that I've had three heart attacks, mini ones, in my entire life. And so this strategy came into my life just at the right time because I had just suffered from my last heart attack and was home uh, to recover for almost 11 months. And, you know, picking up the strategy and running with it really created that financial freedom for us. And two weeks after I started returning back to work, I got laid off. Surprise, surprise. However, because of the education, the portfolio and this particular strategy, um, I was able to not look back and continue to build my portfolio. And so after that, because of lease options, we have the time now to explore other strategies. So ever since then, we've done flip, we've done private lending, we've done actually plex buying as well. We've also done small commercial strip malls. Uh, this is all in Canada. And lately in Canada, what we're doing is a lot of infills and development. So we're, look, well, we're actually doing land assemblies and developing uh, mixed use condos and commercial spaces now too. And in 2014, we actually uh, went down to the U.S. market. So we were able to acquire mobile home parks as well as play a little bit in their auctions because you want to kind of test out the strategies that you don't really get to do much out here in Canada, right? And so we were able to do those two strategies. And about three years ago, we decided to expand our real estate portfolio across the pond into the U.K., so over there, you know, we're buying commercial properties, converting them back to apartment buildings. We've done simple, uh, they call it buy to let. Basically, it's just income properties, really. And uh, obviously, we've also done lease options over there. It's just one of those strategies that it's so universally, universally applicable as long as you connect with the right people to help you structure it together. So that's really the last 10 years. And yeah, sum it up in a minute, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome how you can just kind of list it off and it's all those experiences, you know, and I kind of want to like open different windows and then kind of go into different uh, into stories. But yeah, even in, into the UK, that's cool. I uh, I remember when we spoke a little while back, you were talking about that and going into the UK and, you know, uh, yeah, putting your trousers crazy. on over there and talking about different tenants, different language, different world, right? But uh, so, you know, and, and all these, you know, and all these things that you've done and all the different strategies and, you know, all the many people that you've helped, like myself included in all these courses and classes and education that you've done, what's one thing that like, or, you know, if there is one thing that kind of ties it all together that you see the difference of people that are failing and succeeding and going on and trying new things into the UK, multiple different strategies, right? Um, you know, there's the, the school of thought of getting distracted and shiny object. And there's like, well, Hey, you kind of level up and get way, what, what do you kind of see or give advice to people that are trying to do and get into the game? I guess. Oh, okay. I'm like, as you're, as you're saying that I'm like, Oh, I, I see where you're going with this. I got two answers in my head right now. Now, now I got to pick one, right? <laughs> I kept thinking mindset or why mindset or why? Funny enough, it's never about the, the actual hard strategies themselves because, again, I mean, like I said earlier, this is sort of the progress and ideally it's going that way, right? And um, I would say, honestly, it's the why. It's the why that kind of got us through all of this because, again, we always say, you know, those with the why figure out the how. Every step of the way, we held true to why we started doing this and what our goals are. Whenever, especially when we had challenges. And then that in turn really dictates the strategies that we apply every step of the way. So even when we're encountering a little bit of hardships, for example, we, were, we revert back to that simple formula. What's our why? And let that why determines what our financial goals should be and let the goals tell us what the strategy should be. And as a result, I mean, this is something that actually I've been 
kind of teaching for the last two, three years now. So something that I actually learned myself over the last few years. And so I know when we first met Alfonso, um, I wasn't really teaching that way either yet. However, right now, every time we get the chance to coach and mentor and teach people, it's really about, okay, you know what? Your why solidifies what your financial goals should be because as much as we like the, you know, the touchy-feely, the, the fluffy stuff, at the end of the day, I ask everybody to attach a dollar figure to that why. Because money isn't everything, however, it's what it's how it brings you meaning. And so once we have the financial goals, we let the goal dictate what I call the SMP now. So that's the formula. S stands for strategy, M stands for market, P stands for property. And so I know some realtors don't really like it when I say that. However, that's the whole idea is that over the last 10 years, these days I'm very much about, okay, are you a real estate investor or are you a property collector by accident? That's the thing, because if you were to ask me, hey, you know what, where do you think the Toronto market's going to go? Where do you think the London, Ontario market's going to go? I, I will tell you, you know what, I'm not the right person. I would introduce you to a local expert, usually maybe a local realtor. I am a professional investor. So what I do is that I, my job is to make sure that I find money making money opportunities. And then I leverage the power team members and their expertise around me to help me form the final decision on whether or not it's a viable opportunity. And so there's been a lot of changes now over the last few years, as you can see. And um, I find that that formula has worked really well and very universally applicable everywhere we go now. So, yeah. Very cool, very cool. So do you mind me asking what your why is? Uh, you know what, my why is, I mean, it was a little backwards at first. And as I shared earlier, I've had three minor heart attacks in my life. And so I think I just kind of viewed life very differently now because my first one happened when I was 18 years old. And um, so can, I I, can I ask why, why the heart attacks? Like, did, did you have a, a heart? I don't know if it's like super personal or anything, but was there a no. reason or was it stress or what was contributing to that? You know what? I'm an open book. Ask away. Ask anything. <laughs> as long as you're ready for the answer. Um, 18, 19, that was all genetic. And so I, I was born with it. And it actually took three cardiologists in Vancouver to figure out what was actually wrong with me. Because I was actually fairly healthy growing up. And um, all of a sudden, it, I basically, after puberty, I grew, that's what the doctor said anyway, uh, two extra arteries and one extra circuit. However, they were very micro growth within my heart. And so sometimes, you know, um, it really just messed with my, uh, my heart, the, um, the blood flow within the heart. And that's kind of what caused it. And so in, when I was 20, I was able to have a, had a, have a surgery and then, you know, got into the corporate world and all that and got stressed out, malnutritioned and other health issues started happening as well. And then the third one happened. And the cardiologist was shocked because he was like, you were fixed. We fixed you. And I went through that whole six-year follow-up schedule too. So there was no rhyme or reason. And I think that's also what really solidified my why as well is that, you know, we teach people that time is not money. Time is everything. And I felt like I was given the gift of really learning that lesson really early. And, um, and, that's, and that's also why. And, the, you know, the, the business side of it, is the fact that no insurance company will give me an insurance now so i got to learn how to build assets so i can take care of the people around me in my life i'm the only child and i'm not one of those asian kids that came with a buttload of money from asia so everything i have today i built it and i'm looking to leave a few things behind for people as well so 
that's that's, that's incredible. Wife. And you know, uh, I know the next name I'm going to mention. I know Tim, you, you got to work much closer uh, with Pip, uh, Pip Stelic. And you know, Pip, if you happen to listen to this podcast, I love you, man. And you 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 impacted so many people. I've mentioned his name along mm-hmm. as well. And when you say that, I always remember it's the why that makes you cry, right? And that's what he used to say a lot. And and that 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 drives you there. So you know, that's that's great. And um, yeah, so you know, I guess. In, in, in the different strategies like that you're going out today and you're, you're training and you're coaching. So what, what markets are you working? You, you mentioned infill and development. You, you, I know you're currently living in Edmonton. That's where I think you were originally from as well, too. So what other markets, you know, are you still in the UK or, or what strategies and where are you kind of implementing the, the kind of the infills and, and what's your main targets and goals? Yeah, so right now, infills and development projects are actually happening right here in Edmonton. About four years ago, we started that in the Lower Mainland, and which is in BC, basically. And again, the the learning and the the education that we've gotten really taught us on how to do our due diligence. And obviously, you know, we're not speculating. At the same time, you know, we really learned how to pick our markets based on, once again, what our goals are. And so let the strategies dictate that. And I always kind of, you know, compare going into real estate strategies. Like, you know, when we were kids, we were happy with just a little tiny rubber ducky in our bathtub. And we're happy to play with that. As we grow older, the toys get a little bigger. And so a lot of people, you know, just like ourselves, we started out with $200,000 single family homes ourselves. And then as we grew and accumulated experiences and learnings, we wanted to play with bigger toys, if you will. And that's what kind of led us into the mobile home park side of things and buying commercial properties. And now basically buying old lots, old lands, scraping them and connecting them all together in land assembly and building really what we want to build. That's awesome. So I'm actually looking at land, me and uh, and three other friends of mine, we're going to be building. So I do have some questions. I'm just curious. Can you walk us through like, a typical deal that you found, the land, how you found it, what you're building on it, and just give us some some examples of how you raised the money and all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, big question, hey? <laughs> it is, it is. I'm expecting a long answer here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are so many different ways to look at this. And, you know, once again, with every strategy, I go back to the why first. And the why, as you just heard, is really the fact that we wanted to play with bigger toys. At the same time, though, right, the education has really taught all, all of us that we don't get into any deals or any transactions without identifying at least two exit strategies first. So what we really wanted to do is when we first started building, we're like, wouldn't it be really cool if we could actually control the entire process? Because that's also why we got into taking educations is nobody cares more about your money than you do. So it's all about gaining control over your own finances and how your assets perform. And so we started thinking and going, okay, you know what, this is why a lot of people eventually just go into becoming builders is the fact that A, when you build, you control the quality of the build. And what that really means is even even if your exit strategy is to hold on to it for passive income in the long term, well then during the build process, you know you can identify what kind of people you're looking to attract and you can come up with the design, the size, the, the finishing, everything about that to target those markets. And that's why, again, we keep saying we buy for demand. And now we say we build for demand. And the idea behind that is that, again, we identify exit strategies first. So when we build now in town, what we're doing is 
we basically list out at least four to five different exit strategies. And depending on the areas that these lands and these lots are, you know, the first usually again is these days Airbnb, or I call it serviced accommodations to be really honest, because Airbnb is just one platform for something like that. So we call it serviced accommodations. Basically it's short-term rentals or even vacation rentals. And when we have that strategy decided, then it helps us really narrow down on the areas that we're looking for. So again, we're not just looking for land. We go from strategy first and foremost. And so the areas that we're building in town, for example, is basically if you draw a five kilometer uh, radius around the land that we're building on, there is one of the biggest malls currently in town, one of the biggest hospitals that services central and northern Alberta, two major universities right in town, and about a five minute bus ride to downtown, and a five minute bus ride into one of the biggest uh, arenas in the country right now, Rogers Place here in Edmonton, where a lot of hockey games happen, a lot of concerts happen. And so with all that, we're able to really identify who the final users or renters will be. And that way we actually go into deciding on how big the property should be, how big each room should be and go down from, from that list. Yeah. And you know what, even from afar here, like I, I haven't invested in Alberta. I know a few people, we, we have different uh, people that have been on the right club stage from Alberta and out West, but like, it seems like the last few years since they built that arena in Edmonton, um, there's been a real kind of growth in, in the province as well, too. We're seeing it obviously here in Ontario. There's a lot of immigration, a lot of people coming in. But with within Edmonton and Alberta, like I know everybody thinks Alberta and thinks about just the oil. What's going on with the oil? But that's more like Calgary is that's what I've, I've learned from telling people. And now Edmonton is kind of a little bit different. Um, so like those Airbnb properties are coming in for like these events that are at this arena and everything around it, that shopping center that that they yeah. built in. So, yeah. so um, like, is a, a long-term rental another strategy? The commercial strategies, are you guys doing those as well too with these yeah, builds? Absolutely. So Airbnb right now is probably the most, one of the most popular topics and strategies that most people are doing. And again, like everything else we do, even with long-term holds, we don't actually manage our properties ourselves. So we have short-term um, short rental specialists managing those. So that's definitely the, the top one. Why? Because it brings in the best cash flow. And then after that, because the reason why I described where that area is and what the surrounding supporting economic factors are is because if Airbnb does not work, we can go into student rentals, we can go into other temporary or short-term uh, rentals, and then long-term rentals, or last but not least, we can always sell it because we've made money in the buy when we developed it. So there's your five exit strategies right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have more than one exit strategy on every single thing that you're doing because you never know what's going to happen to that market. So I definitely like hearing that. How are you? So you're talking about we. Um, I'm assuming mm. that's you and, and potentially some other people, but who is we? And then the other question I do have, I was hoping that you can touch on is um, how are you getting the money for these deals? Yeah, oh, very good question. And it's actually one of the topics that we're super passionate about because 10 years ago, we were in our 20s still. And it was just really funny going out there asking people to invest hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into your deals. And then they're like, so how many properties do you have? And I had to go in the beginning. I have two, one that I used to live in, one I live in now. <laughs> That's how we got started. Yeah. And so I, I remember, sorry, I, I remember when you, you used to give us that confidence in class, 
because you know at that time you had to build your portfolio up as well too but the answer that you'd give us is you know me and my partners have right so yeah. that, that was that that confidence is more about the knowledge right when they're asking how exactly. many properties sorry i just this, i had a flash in my brain from all good and and that's really what it is it's the fact that you know what i mean without the education we probably wouldn't be where we are today because literally even to this day probably 90% plus of our entire portfolio. And we've gone beyond real estate as well. We've invested in businesses too. 90, over 90-95% of our entire business portfolio plus real estate is funded by OPM. And I think the, the one thing that we just stay really true to what everything that we do is that we give realistic analysis. We don't sugarcoat anything. We don't, we don't, you know, make up numbers that don't exist and we do the best due diligence that we can. So when we present a, a proposal, for the lack of better words, to, you know, people that might be interested that we've met through our network, I mean, they know that we've already built that reputation as well. And, and we don't, we don't pressure sell in a way. We basically walk them through. I, Kind of like a mini coaching session if you will as you guys probably know is we really walk them through why we do things the way we do and how we do it however the most important thing just like how we coach students that are learning this entire system is ultimately speaking every investor that we work with they also have a financial goal and so we walk them through the exact same process so even if our current project that we are looking for funding for does not fit their need or their goal we walk them through that process, and so they still stay in the funnel with us. So when that way, we can actually go out there and look for projects that would actually fit for them. And so we've always been constantly building our investor database, if you will, in that regard. Very cool. And just to go back, OPM stands for other people's money, just in case some, sometimes, I mean, we have very experienced investors listening to this, just like we might have some, some newer people saying, what does OPM mean? Yeah, so basically you're using other people's money now, are you um, are you registered? Like, are you like syndicating this? Do you have an LP? Like, what kind of setup do you have in structure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? That's 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 a really that's a really good question because um, over the last few years, one of the biggest lessons that we've uh, we've learned is that we're we're big fans of keeping things very simple. So even if they're even if we're doing bigger projects now, we 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 do everything we can to make sure that we limit the number of people per project to keep everything as clean as we possibly can. Now, a lot of these are GPs and LPs, so general partnerships and limited partnerships, as well as joint ventures. And uh, a lot of the times, you know, the easiest way is to issue alphabet shares from a new corporation as well. So that's usually a lot of times how we kind of uh, go out there and uh, allow other people to come in. Because again, the biggest thing is we're, we're not registered. Right. So this is a, at the end of the day, I mean, depending on where you want to take your business, we've made a very conscious decision to stay a boutique. That's what we call it. A boutique private investment um, company. And uh, we bring opportunities that are tailored to people's needs. Yeah. And, and again, it's depending on, on the size of the project, obviously with, with lease options, rent to own projects, they're single family homes or condos or, you know, townhomes, things like that, where, it's on a project per project basis. As you start getting into the larger 
uh, you know, bigger projects, then you're going to, I like, you know, the alphabet shares because it's very simple is that, you know, if there's 10 partners that all put in 10%, you know, that makes a hundred percent, you know, keep it really, really simple at that point there distribution and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, yep. yeah. And again, none of us are lawyers. None of us are accountants here unless Tim, I don't know, you became a lawyer since the last time we talked. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, no square hats to my yeah, parents' yeah. Dis dismay. That's right. That's right. So obviously everybody's own personal needs are going to have to be, you know, make sure that you talk to, you Absolutely. know, a lot of our, a lot of our sponsors that, uh, that are part of the power team as well too. So, um, so, you know, recently, you know, we reconnected and we're talking a little bit about how you're still continuing to help so many people, uh, you know, achieve their needs and, 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 you know, hit their why. And, you know, I love the, the name that you have for, for the businesses, trust your talent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and a lot of, um, the members of your team we've seen at the right club and they've been, They've been out and present and active. That's what we were talking about just before the, uh, we started recording here was real estate investors that are actively going and doing it, right? That's so important. And you have been doing it for 10 years, but it's not like 10 years ago. It's, you know, 10 years of constant action and, and taking action. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on that? Yeah. Well, you know what? Trust your talent. I mean, I'm actually hiding in our little home studio today, so it's not the most flattering space right now. And you can see a lot of things taped onto the wall right now. Um, I like your relax and smile sign. Yeah, I know. See, <laughs> there's one right here. And yeah, because we got different coaches coming in to film as well. And so the relax and smile really just reminds people that, you know, just relax. It's okay. Just share what you know. That's what it's ultimately about, right? And so trust your talent, I, really, it's something that I feel like it's, it's been living in my bones or my soul somewhere over the last, I don't know how long now. It's really a collective, um, the, the result of my collective experiences in life and along with the other coaches as well. Now, trust your talent, uh, we are basically the long-term vision of the business is that we want to basically create that hub and that source for everybody who believes that there is another level that they can get to. And then we break it down into what we call the fundamental wellness approach. And there are basically five different pillars because some people might say, hey, you know what? I need some help with my finances. I need some help with my physical health. I need some help with maybe my mental and emotional health. We want to create that space for people and, you know, coaching and guidance and whatever that comes with it. And so the five pillars are financial wellness, physical wellness, emotional wellness, mental wellness, and spiritual wellness. So phase one right now, we're focusing on financial wellness. Again, I mean, we've gone back and forth. As you know, right now, there's really no right or wrong answer in terms of where we tackle first. It's just that we happen to be teaching and coaching uh, financial wellness for the last six years now ourselves and been actively doing it ourselves for over a decade. So we just believe that that's kind of where we start. And I think that's where you know, the majority of the population seems to have some challenge with as well. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so interesting and I know we can keep talking to you for hours and hours and maybe we'll have to have you come back uh, or possibly speak. But, um, the next part of the podcast is actually our lightning rounds. So I was hoping, uh, you'd be ready for the lightning round. So Alfonso and I will take turns asking you a okay. series of questions. <laughs> give us the first answer that comes to mind. So quick first answer that comes to mind. You ready? Yes. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. 
Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with Laurel Simmons, and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast to coast, accessible at any time of day. And you can be in your pajamas like I am right now, and you can access our great content. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along and we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely, this is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us, join our online community, register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register, it's free, and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. And now, back to the show. All right, question number one. What is the best advice, Tim, that you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Uh, Time is everything. Nice. Time is everything. All right. So question number two, what is your favorite real estate investing resource? Ooh, friends and family now. Okay. It wasn't like that 10 years ago, by the way. <laughs> number what three. Was it? What was it? Hold on. What was it 10 years ago? Uh, 10 years ago was institutional lending and going out there to meet complete strangers at meetup groups and uh, investment clubs. Okay, cool. And then over the last couple of years, friends and family seem to start to come out of the woodworks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We know a little bit about that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Number three, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? Mm, continuous education. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Great answer. Okay, so we're recording this. It's a, it's a Monday evening and early uh, after or late afternoon where you are, but um, we, we record a lot of the podcasts on a Sunday morning as well, too. So it's uh, on a typical Sunday morning. What, uh, what are you up to, Tim? Ah, uh, sipping coffee on the couch with my dog. <laughs> that is a really cool Sunday. <laughs> Amazing. Tim, where can the Right Club Nation reach out and find out more about you if they wanted to? Um, they can email me if they want to at tim at trustyourtalent.ca and they can also find me on Facebook as well. I don't have an alias. It's as transparent as it gets. <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, any, any last words or advice that you want to share with the Right Club Nation or anything that you want them to know? Um, yeah, you know what, for everybody, honestly, they'll figure out why you want something different other than the norm and invest in yourself. At the end of the day, every single one of us, we are our biggest income generating asset. And a lot of people tend to forget that from time to time. So believe in yourself, trust in yourself, invest in yourself. Amazing. 
Tim, it's been, uh, yeah, an absolute pleasure. I, uh, it was so cool to have you on the podcast after so many that. years of friendship. And uh, yeah, I can't tell you how, uh, how fortunate I am to know you. And, and now hopefully many more uh, members of the Right Club Nation will, uh, will get to know you and your team as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Amazing. And it was great to meet you. And thank you, Alfonso, for introducing us. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Of course. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Nice. Thank you. Alfonso, first and foremost, thank you for bringing Tim on the show. He's awesome. I want to hear more from him. I want to learn more from him. I mean, he's just an awesome guy. So first of all, thank you. And, and Tim, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you will, thank you also for being awesome. Yes, Tim. Yeah, just such a genuine, genuine guy. Both, both him and his partner, Ray, are just really, really amazing guys that just care, really care about their people. And to hear a story about like that, like at 18 or 19, I think Tim said that he had a heart attack really makes you you know, appreciate that time. Like you said, time isn't money. Time is everything. That's all we have. And, you know, as we talked about, this is how we're still trying to give value back, but still value our time and, you know, provide the best that we can in, in a convenient way or the most efficient way that we can. And that's important to figure out all these different strategies. Hey, it's the rent to own. Hey, it's the burr. Hey, it's commercial. It's development. Guys, there's going to be another, like, who knows? By the time this airs, there might be another five more strategies that are invented. It's like burring a rent to own rehab Airbnb. Who knows, guys? It's all a blunder of things. Um, but it's figuring out why you're doing it, figuring out what's it going to create for you. And like how Sarah said, you know, at the start of this podcast, we want to be enjoying the summertime, enjoying warm weather and doing those things. What's going to give you the, what's the vehicle that's going to get you there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is, uh, it is really great to see because, you know, one of the really cool things about this podcast is we get to talk, like you said, to so many different people of different strategies and different levels. And, but he's done a, a lot of stuff, like a tons of different strategies and, uh, you know, ha has been very successful thus far. And I, I don't know how old he is. I don't want to guess, but I'm assuming probably around our age. Yeah, he's not, he's not too much older than us. Um, you know, like he looks really young for whoever's watching this <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, you know, maybe send a message that we don't want to assume. So maybe message him. But yeah, again, not too much older than us. And, you know, he's one of the only people, if maybe the only person that is invested in like the UK. We hear about like US and, you know, overseas and like, but, but like UK is like a proper, like population is huge and rehab and the method, the game plan, it's all very similar. They call it one thing, we call it another right? You call it burr, you call it a rehab, you call it flips. I don't know, like you rent to own lease option. Again, it's, it's reinforcing of what is it doing? What's the ultimate goal that you're trying to get to? Um, and those change over time, right? You go through different cycles in your life where, Hey, you all want cash flow. Hey, you only want appreciation. Can you get both on everything or everything on everything? It's tough, but you have to limit on those strategies. You can, you can really do anything you want, but it's tough to do everything. So Pick, pick the things that are going to, you know, help you get to where you want. And, and that's, he's a big proponent of that. Absolutely. That's really cool. And, uh, and guys, if you haven't checked us out online yet, come and uh, check us out. All you got to do is type in the right club.com and we've got a whole online platform. You guys can chat with each other, um, find money partners, find deals, uh, ask questions in the forum. So tons of awesome information and, uh, and we're going to be on there too. So yeah. You know, feel free to reach out to us. You can also email us, but we are going to also be uh, on the Right Club online and talking to you guys and learning and teaching and, you know, just, it's just awesome. I love it. 
I love it. Yes, I can't wait. And you know what? In the, those nights that the Right Club evenings are live events on the on the on the weeknights, it's like twelve o'clock sometimes before people are leaving the hotel that the Holiday Inn and um, are networking. And now, like, don't worry, you never have to leave. I guess you can always be networking, always be talking, reaching out, asking questions. Um, yeah, make it real simple and real easy and find what you need. But uh, but again, thanks again so much, Sarah, for uh, for being an amazing co-host. And uh, I, I really enjoyed doing this podcast with you. I keep growing every time that we do one um, and every time that we talk. So I guess until next time, Red Club Nation. Come um, grow with, with us. us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.